Live from the backstretch at historic Saratoga Racecourse, this is Racing Across America with Seth Merrow. Racing Across America is brought to you by Pennell's Restaurant, a Saratoga tradition since 1922. 284 Jefferson Street, Saratoga, just minutes from the track. And the Clubhouse Racebook. 7-Eleven Central Avenue, Albany. When you can't make it to the track, make it to the Clubhouse Racebook. Good morning and welcome to Racing Across America on this Monday morning. Labor Day, last day of the meet. I've said it for the last few days. It's melancholy. Um, it's a lot of fun. 40 days. It's also a lot of work. I'm ready for a couple days off. And from talking to folks the last few days, I think everybody's ready for a little break as well. But we have one more day and it should be a, a really nice day. Weather-wise, it is gorgeous. If you're headed up, you are in for a very, very nice day uh, today with some nice racing as well. Uh, the show, a little bit later on, I'm going to do kind of a meet recap and watch uh, some replays of some of the the highlight stakes races and whatnot, and just kind of talk about uh, the meet in general. We'll also be joined by our friend Kim Weir from the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. I played the charity bet uh, a couple of weekends for them in the Times Union, so we'll we'll hand over the big check uh, for the, the charity bet score there with Kim and talk a little bit about what TRF has coming up in the fall. But I'm really happy to, to kick off the show. Been chasing her down all meet long and uh, get her in here on closing day. Just in under the wire, trainer Linda Rice. Linda, good morning. Morning, sir. Happy to have you in off uh, what is a fabulous meet, and we have to ask because it was fun yesterday watching you kind of close the gap a little bit. Chad Brown, 35, U33, what, uh, what, what are the expectations, and, and it has to be exciting going into the last day with a shot. Well, it is. I mean, you know, uh, if we hadn't won three races yesterday, you know, we would certainly be conceding. But at this, at this point, I mean, he's still, you know, it's still going to be a, a heavy lift, as you say. But uh, we're going to take a shot at it. We're going to do our best. We're going to keep swinging to the last, to the last race. <laughs> yeah, you each have 10 in, so it, 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 yeah. it's going to be, I, I say every year, the horses are what we're all up here for and the stakes performances and whatnot, but the jockey side and the trainer side are always a lot of fun up here, and, and you've experienced being on, on the top previously, and I, I pulled up the numbers here mm -hmm. someplace, which were complete, oh, 2009. Uh, you had 20 versus 19 for Todd Fletcher. As they say, this year it's 35 to 33. So there's a few extra days, but still yeah. not that many that it makes up for uh, what, what is turning out to be, one way or the other, a really nice 2023. Oh, yeah. It's been a great year and a great meet here at Saratoga. Um, obviously, in 2009, when we were able to win the title, that was spectacular and really special and would be one of my fondest memories in racing. But 2023 has been a darn good year. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> You came in on a little roll with uh, a number of Saratoga meet, or a number of New York meet titles uh, under your belt leading into Saratoga. Did you come up to Saratoga with a goal? You know, we had such a, we had a good Belmont meet, a good Aqueduct, good winter, good fall, good spring meet. You know, when I saw that, geez, things are really unfolding well for us at Belmont. Usually, when that happens, you're, you feel that you've won enough of the conditions. You don't have enough ammunition left. I jokingly told um, Keith Dalshan at the racing office, I said, now, Keith, I'm going to lay low here. My, my staff, myself, we're tired. We're worn out. We're going to lay low, you know. Just lay back for a while. You won't hear from me too much. And so they, uh, they tease me about that right now. So. And that's kind of what I was alluding to because I've had trainers in here before who come in either being a little light <laughs> at Belmont or heavy, and then that works one way or the other. 
with the condition book because you run out of conditions, but you come in on such a roll yeah. that to then get off to the start, you got to Saratoga and continue it has been kind of fun to watch. Yeah, and uh, it was a bit unexpected. As I, as I said, I, I felt like we were swinging with, uh, you know, we were hitting on all cylinders at Belmont, and it would have, if you had asked me ahead of time, I said, no, look, we've, we've used, you know, a lot of our horses have lost conditions, and we're not going to be in the same fortuitous position as we were at Belmont. Yeah, it, as I say, it's going to be the one, one of the fun stories going over the, the uh, last few days here. Uh, for folks, I would say our show, because it's Saratoga every year, I think we get new fans that, that maybe tune in, and so when we get people here, we like to give some of the background. Give some of your background. How did you get into the game? And I, I, I typically, when I have people here, it's either my grandfather was a better and took me to the racetrack, or my grandfather was a, a trainer, and that's a, and you, you have the family connections in the game. Yes, um, my father was uh, a, a trainer in Pennsylvania. Uh, born, I was born, raised in Wisconsin, or grew up in, in Pennsylvania, really. But my father grew up with Wayne Lucas, childhood friends. They were both in horse racing. They both were school teachers that left teaching school and became horse trainers. <laughs> my father moved our family to Pennsylvania, and that's where I was raised, uh, in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And uh, so I grew up around the industry, in the industry, with my father buying young horses and. You know, we were breaking horses and training horses full time. And uh, so I grew up in the industry like a lot of horsemen that are here in New York. And then, uh, of course, I have nephews and, and brothers and whatnot that are still working in the industry. I was going to have you give the family connections a little bit because Adam Rice came to town. Uh, and I think it's now four for four in his last four starts over like yeah. three or four years. Yeah. That was fun. Kevin Rice has been in a few. Uh, nephews? So my, I have three older brothers. I'm the youngest, the only girl. And my uh, nephews, uh, Taylor, uh, is the oldest. That's my brother Wayne's daughter. She's married to Jose Ortiz. Right. They have three children former now. Former jockey. Former jockey, rode in New York, um, was actually on the ballot for the Eclipse Award as an apprentice. And uh, so she and Jose are married with three kids. Then there's Kevin, and then Adam is the younger of the three. And both Kevin and Adam uh, have spent a lot of time at Prescott Downs yeah. in the summer with my brother Wayne. And they've come over here very successfully and brought horses over and won some races. So, you know, they're following the in my father's footsteps yeah, as well. Very good. And, and I knew he was tied in with Wayne Lucas. I didn't realize. I knew Wayne Lucas had been a teacher. That's where the yeah. coach comes yes, from. Yes, correct. Um, but I didn't realize your dad was a yeah. teacher as well. That That's kind of a wild career switch. Wayne was the Wayne was the basketball coach. My father was a wrestling coach. Oh, very good. And they taught at the, at the boys' reform school. was their first teaching job. <laughs> And they eventually both quit teaching. They, they broke and trained horses in the summer to supplement their teaching income, so to raise a family. And eventually they went to racing horses full time. Oh, that's wild. That's very good. Um, uh, one question I, I said I was going to ask when you came in here, because I'm always curious. When I see you around the track in the paddock in the winter circle, what's in the notebook? You always got the notebook. <laughs> Those are all my secrets, you know. <laughs> Actually, I always have a racing form, and I'm a... I study the rags and sheets a lot. I use that a lot for my business, whether I'm trying to determine if I'm in a race that is winnable or if maybe if my horse is in too tough. So I use the rags and sheets, and I've always got them printed out. And I print out a lot of pedigrees on horses that I'm studying to claim. You know, I rarely ever claim a horse without researching its pedigree first. Um, that's been an avenue that's worked well for me. And I like to claim a lot of young, lightly raced horses, and I don't like to do it without uh, having to, uh, done some research. Uh, that's interesting. You, I, 
ask trainers when they come in here, do you use the numbers and you use the regs? Because everybody, is, some people use the wide variety, some people like the buyers uh, and whatnot. You're the rag is in person. You mentioned the claim box. Have you? I know you have because I'm up in the press box and the echo base guys will, will say, hey, that last race, this one, you know, so many shakes and whatnot. Have you participated? It seems like it's nuclear up here this year with the number of shakes and, it the, is. and the claims. There's a lot of claiming. Uh, I haven't really won many shakes here. Uh, I think we've lost more horses than we've gained, which is not uncommon yeah, for a place like Saratoga. That's very common here. Um, you know, it's a hard place to win a race, so you have to enter aggressively and try to put yourself in a position to win. You know, usually your clients want to come to Saratoga and they'd like to get to the winner's circle and go to a nice dinner afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> so. It's the same for all of us. We like yeah. to cash a ticket yeah. as handicappers and, and go for a nice dinner. Let's talk a, a little bit uh, on the racing side of things. I asked you when you sat down, uh, Pioneer Spirit in the, the uh, Baruch today. Pioneering Spirit, we're going to take a look at the win at early in the meet. This is July 27th. Pioneering Spirit is going to be the number four horse. Subsequent to that, ran third in the uh, Sword Dancer, entered today in the Bernard Baruch. What are your thoughts on Pioneering Spirit? You know, he's been a great claim. Uh, I think we claimed him maybe in March at Aqueduct in the winter. He was running on the dirt at the time. Um, he had come off a long layoff, and uh, but he'd had some back form that was pretty good. So I took a shot on him. Once we switched him to the turf, he's just taken off and done very well. Um, I, he can certainly handle the longer distances, the mile and three-eighths, the mile and a half. I think he can handle this fine. Although, at the shorter distances like today, maybe there'll be a more honest pace for him to close into. So I thought, you know, let's try it. Yeah, today's eight and a half furlongs, right. which shortens up from, from the last couple of mile three-eighths and the mile and a half. But the race we looked at, uh, very good, and that was, what, his third in a row. That yeah. win streak was snapped. With, you know, you took a shot in the grade one sword yeah. dancer and ran third. Yeah. So uh, I also wanted to pull up and go back uh, to New York Showcase Day because there was a, a nice performance there as well, and notable not just for the win but beyond that, I'll mention it. But going back to the Fleet Indian on New York Showcase Day, it's Ichiban. That was the third start of the meet, the third win of the meet. And, and I it looked was. it up yesterday, and sure enough, winningest horse of the meet, Ichiban, yeah. with oh, this victory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. So uh, this filly, I had received her maybe in January uh, for Mike Moreno, and I was excited to get a few horses for him. It's the first uh, time I've started training for him. Um, and this filly, you know, she was slow to come to hand. And finally, in the last 60 days, maybe 10 weeks, I could just see improvement week to week, month to month. And so I was pretty excited when we came to Saratoga. I said, oh, this filly is really, really showing a lot of improvement. So, um, <clears throat> you know, of course, she broke her maiden. We won the A of the Than. That was kind of a, a you know, she barely got up for that. Um, and then her workouts since that race were even better. So um, it was nice to win that stakes. And, and you, you kind of alluded to it, not only three wins up here, but maiden breaker, first condition, and then a stakes race. Very good. And, it, it, again, you kind of alluded to this as well. And I'll ask because as a handicapper, you look at horses a lot and you see. Is there is it such a thing, the light bulb moment, where it takes them a few starts to figure it out, and then all of a sudden, boom, they, they move forward? And yes. In, in her case, you know, I think that uh, some pedigrees mature quicker and earlier than others. Oh, that, yeah, okay. You know, I think that curlins tend to get better with age. Certain horses, certain pedigrees get better with age. She was a big filly. Uh, Street Sense Philly, which I'm a huge fan of Street Sense. I just love him as a stallion. But she was a little slow to come to hand. And at one point, we tried the turf. I just was struggling to find something she could do well. And uh, But sometimes you just have to wait on them yeah. and just uh, 
give them a chance, show some patience, and wait for them to come to hand. And sometimes they do, and sometimes they don't. And she has, yeah. uh, and again, a New York bred. And uh, I was reading Mike McAdam did a nice article in the Gazette uh, on you in the season you're having, and, and you uh, talked a little bit about now being really based in New York all year long and the decision-making process on that. And yeah. probably a lot of that has to do with how lucrative the New York bread program is, and getting a horse like this plays into that. Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I used to send a division to Miami in the winter and have uh, the majority of my horses in New York uh, in the winter, though. But I felt after after a few years that I just wasn't, the Miami string wasn't moving me forward in any way. Yeah. Um, I had clients that wanted to race down there, but we kind of struggled by the end of the season to make sense of it. Uh, were we covering our expenses, weren't we? And more importantly, the horses that I took to Miami, by the time we got back to New York, they were tired. They needed a That's, break. Yeah. And so I said, you know, I don't want to dilute my stable. I'm going to focus on New York racing, stay in New York year-round. And I could also keep all of my staff in one area, and I felt we could get a better job by not, you know, do one thing well rather than try to do too many things. Yeah, that's what I found interesting. You said they came back, and you might lose a start because they just uh, going yeah, back the and traveling. forth. And, yeah, the yeah, traveling. Yeah, that was intriguing. Speaking of New York Reds, I also wanted to go back and talk about what was kind of a fan favorite and a really good story going back a few years. But I'm going to pull up the grade one win because as a New York Red, Voodoo Song scored in the uh, – the grade one four-star Dave will take a look at that replay here. going to be the number six source. But uh, Voodoo Song was also notable because the previous summer went four for four up here at Saratoga. Yeah. Just share some memories on Voodoo Song. Yeah, that was just tremendous. I mean, when uh, I had received him uh, prior to the Saratoga maiden, he was kind of struggling and was not getting through the New York Day other than and then we moved him over, back over to the turf, and uh, he took off. He obviously liked the course at Saratoga, and uh, you don't often run a horse four times at Saratoga, much less win four. And then by the end of the season, he won the Saranacs. That was really exciting. It was a Barry Schwartz homebred, and I love to train for Barry and Cheryl. Um, they have a terrific breeding program. Their, their farm manager, Peter Moore, does a fabulous job, and they let me, you know, make moves. They didn't question where I was going or when I was going, and they let me just kind of let my gut tell me where to go uh, from one start to the next. And then by the following year, he won a grade one, yeah, which that, was thrilling. Yeah, that was, And you love to see that. We, we watched the grade one there. You just wouldn't let the other horse go past. You yep. love the guts with, yep. the, with the horse like that. Yeah, but the four for four, and you kind of alluded to that in the McAdam article as well. You said when they're ready, yeah. we'll, we'll run them. I feel like that uh, when you're training young horses, you have to be very careful not to push the pedal, you know, when when they're not up to it, whether it be mentally or physically. It could be either one. Um, and I'm a big believer in giving young horses time. Uh, once they're older and, and they're four, uh, I feel like you can race them more frequently and uh, they can handle it because they're fully mature. They're not a young horse that's still growing and developing. Um, so I feel like at four and five, when they're racing well, run them. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh also want to ask you, because uh, Anthony Mormino says, said it as he walked off, and I'm in the same boat, I come down the street here, and, and I'll have to wait a lot of times for your horses to go across because you're right over here and going out on to Clare Court. Are a lot of those horses coming to work over here or over Oklahoma, and how often do you use Clare Court? Well, I, um, I train for the most part on the main track. Okay. Um, we do have a, maybe two Clare Court sets a day when the main track is closed for harrowing. So now they're harrowing uh, twice a day. So 
you know, two sets of the day we would train on clear court. So basically we train straight through the morning without any breaks because if, if the main track's closed, we're training on clear court. But I love clear court for horses that maybe breezed uh, the day before and you want to get them out of uh, a stress element. That's what everybody says. They love to train between the trees. Some horses just really relish that away from the main track atmosphere. That's what every, when I ask yeah. trainers about that, it's a mental aspect yep. back here. And we get the benefit from it too. It's a great uh, backdrop for us and the horses yep. out here in the morning absolutely seem yep. to love it. I wanted to touch on one more historical thing because I remember this. This was a kind of a natural, the, the, from the movie, the natural moment with lightning bolts going, but going back, uh, City Zip uh, sweeps the uh, the three-year-old series here at Saratoga, Sanford's uh, Saratoga Special, and we're going to watch The Hopeful, where he dead heats with Yanaguska in a really nice performance coming up late and just getting up there to dead heat. And as I say, the weather and the whole situation there was just crazy. Talk a little bit and remember uh, this performance by City Zip. This, this might have been probably the most um, And he's emotional. on the outside here, and it's yeah. hard to believe he's going to get there. Yeah, of my entire career, probably that hopeful was the most outstanding special race um, that I can remember in my career. He was undefeated coming into it, um, and he had a tough trip. The tote board went out. There was thunder. There was lightning. Jose Santos rode him, and he said that uh, he dropped way back. He was about 15 lengths off the pace. He's typically much closer, and he said that the lightning scared him which I still don't know if I believe that to this day. I really don't. <laughs> but, well, you know, it is what it is. So, um, but he, um, once he switched to his right lead, he just drove down the stretch and got up. It was, it was really emotional. Yeah, I can believe it because just watching it right there, 50 yards from the wire, yeah. you don't think oh. he's going to get there. No, and, you and, don't. And then to sweep, that had to be special, too, to sweep the two-year-old series It really here. was. And then, of course, um, City Zip was a $9,000 weanling running against Yanaguska, who was a two million dollar you know two-year-old trained by Wayne Lucas my father's you know <laughs> childhood friend so it was really special in a lot of ways yeah uh, so again uh, you're adding another chapter to your Saratoga story which has had uh, quite a few already and as they say I've been chasing it down and wanted to get you in here to talk a little bit about the great year you're having and and now uh, it's appropriate we have you the last day is uh, it's a two-win lead for Chad Brown but each have 10 in and we're wishing you a lot of luck I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch this afternoon they because it, again the human side up here at Saratoga makes for some good stories as well and you're one of them so we wish you a lot of luck and I appreciate your stopping in this morning yeah thank you Seth appreciate it all right Linda Rice again uh, Tune in this afternoon. It, it will be a lot of fun to watch that trainer's battle uh, come down to the wire. All right, we'll take a break. We will continue on this closing day edition of Racing Across America. Stay tuned. Turn your love of racing into savings with equine discounts through the NTRA. Purchase through equine discounts and receive great savings on well-known brands like John Deere, Sherwin-Williams, Big Ass Fans, Farmers Insurance, and Office Depot. Join thousands of other equine members and support companies that give back to the sport we all love. Call 866-678-4289 or visit equinediscounts.com to start saving today. Sometimes it pays to go with the flow, to check your worries at the door, to reconnect with your crew, to follow the thrills and the flavor, to roll with it and see where it takes you, to enjoy every minute to its fullest, and to dance like there's no tomorrow. You can do that here at Rivers Casino and Resorts Connectedy. 
where the good times flow. No matter where in the world you are, the excitement of wagering on horse racing is just a click away. You'll get live streaming, past performances, race replays, our virtual tote board, analysis and selections from professional handicappers, a simple, safe, and secure wagering platform, and best of all, you get track prices. CapitalOTBBet.com. Bet any place, anytime at CapitalOTBBet.com. And be sure to download our new mobile app from the iTunes Store or Google Play. Welcome back to Racing Across America. Boo-hoo! I've said it each of the last three days. I had to say it again today. Boo-hoo. Last day at Saratoga. Although, again, I am I am ready to, to sleep in for at least a couple of the days. But uh, it's going to be another nice day up here. I will continue to reiterate it. it. The weather right now is almost as good as I can remember at, at the meet so far. So if you're headed up, great day ahead. Uh, great day ahead also on Racing Across America. Is, look who's back third visit of the season, our friend Kim Weir, but I thought we'd have you in because I wanted to, to uh, reiterate on the uh, the charity bet. Uh, I had the charity bet on behalf of the TRF. Uh, there was also some other charities that on other weekends, they're going to get some money as well, but uh, I thought I'd bring you in as uh, uh, my last charity bet was just this past Saturday, so I thought, eh, well, we'll get Kim in, but I also promised you, because your first visit was kind of a, was a uh, late call where you filled in. Your second visit, you were in with our friend Keith uh, with the horse treats. Um, so, so I'm making this more official. Oh well, I wore my vest to make and, it official. Excellent, excellent. <laughs> and I'm so grateful to be here. So. And do we have to also say hello to your mother? Always. My mom is always watching, and she will be a little bit disappointed that I'm not as, you know, that I'm not as put together as I was last time. But I, I'm glad to be here. I got to uh, meet her uh, earlier this year, and uh, so yes, hello to your mom. And I got to meet her, and I when we had the first time you were in because it was a late call. I had prepped uh, properly but this time I have and I met her at the event uh, that kind of kicked off this season almost uh, down at Putnam Den you were named and I think the guys have the cover that they can put up you were named <laughs> one of the uh, 20 the Saratoga 25 on the cover uh, explained as Spa City Rockstars um, <laughs> But it's kind of movers and shakers in the city. You were one of them. Uh, our friend Jim Bond was one of them. Uh, Maddie and Marianne from Dark Horse and Impressions. Uh, I used to play some pickup basketball with Mark Mulholland from Channel 13. He was one of them. So I knew 25%. I knew 20% of the 25. 
But you were one of them, and it was a fun event down there. And so congratulations. I will agree. You are a spot city rock star. <laughs> well, only, only in my mom and your mind, perhaps. And I, once again, I told Seth that I am always happy to be a seat filler. And I really felt like the ultimate seat filler in that Saratoga 25. But it really was an honor because I certainly love this town very, very much. It's an amazing community to live in, and that was a really special night. So. Yeah, it was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was a nice little event with food, and, and all the 25 were there and got introduced. And as they say, knowing a bunch of them, it, it made it more fun. One, but uh, I'm glad you got on the 25. That wow. that made it uh, extra that that I I knew a few of them. So uh, it was a fun wait. And again, it was June, right? It was early June, yeah. So kind of kicked off the season. But as I say, when I had you in here the first time, I wasn't properly prepared. <laughs> but but now I am. And so the Saratoga living uh, Saratoga 25. Uh, also wanted to bring you in because um, I was at the barbecue, which is your big fundraiser. Uh, took some video. We showed that the next day. So I think, and I said, and I think people got a chance to see it. If you haven't been to the uh, TRF fundraiser, Barbecue at the Barn, which is typically towards the end of the meet, yeah. Saratoga Winery, mark it on your calendar for next year um, because it's a lot of fun. It's very casual. Um, there are a lot of people there, a lot of racing people, but a lot of fans as well. But it's just a great social event. But, and as, as I say, I told people, mark it on your calendar. But you may be running out of parking room. You had 500 people there. That was a great event this year. Well, Congratulations. thank you. It was awesome. Every single person who came, I would say the key to a good party is to have really great guests. And we have this guy, so it's always <laughs> lots of fun. Um, and we did. We, we, we sold out again. We keep up, up in the bar. And we, we definitely found the edge of the parking that is immediately available at the Saratoga Winery. But um, our friend Annie Brill and her husband Andrew, who own the winery, they have assured us there's actually another lot oh, okay. where we just have to do like a shuttle situation. And heck, if there's enough interest and demand in our horses, that's what we're all doing it for, um, we will we will explore the second parking option. <laughs> because there is room in the backyard. Yeah. There was still plenty of room yeah. out in the backyard. And that's, that's what makes it fun. I mean, there's obviously the interior, but uh, and as opposed to last, last year cleared <laughs> out. Yes. Um, but it started a little a little funky with uh, kind of a monsoon blowing through. But by the time uh, the event was, uh, you know, a half hour old or whatever, it, it turned out to be nice. But this year, the weather was great. And it everybody was perfect. Was it really was. And there's so much room. I think that's what people do enjoy. Even I, you know, we all know that I don't really take a breath too often. But I've been at that event. There was a moment where you have enough space to actually just all take a deep breath and, and exhale. <laughs> and this summer, we've needed to do that. So it was lovely to do it with all of our friends on, um, it's always the Tuesday before the Traverse. So for folks who are watching and thinking about next year already, um, it is the Tuesday before the Traverse. I expect we'll do it again that same day. Yeah, so mark it on your calendar uh, for next year. The food was very good. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Marianne and Maddie from the Dark Horse had their little booth and upset the mini horse was there. That was fun. Typically, there are uh, there's that horse and some other little mini horses for the kids. They can go and pet. There was a lot of people playing uh, cornhole. Yep, Maggie uh, and, and her girls were playing uh, cornhole. And Maggie's, <laughs> one of Maggie's kids was laying on it, and the other one's kind of throwing the cornholes just over her head uh, into yes. the hall. Yes, it was like uh, shooting the arrow off uh, the head, uh, but it was cornhole, uh, <laughs> a little safer. Uh, the, the, uh, the author of The Long Shot had the book there. We had him in, in earlier in the meet. Uh, yeah. That was fun as well. Silent auction, raffle items. It, it's just a fun event. Mark it well, up for next year. Thank you. Thank you for capturing it for us, too, because we actually use that all year long, and we put it in our e-blast that we sent out to the world, a Seth Marrow capital OTB production. Um, so thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate uh, the the words, but I, I'm happy to do it because, again, I think it, 
it's a great organization, a great mission, and uh, maybe touts people to kind of think about it for uh, next year, and I, I will highly recommend that. Speaking of the TRF, uh, as, I, as I say, we've had you on a, a couple times before. The one, we didn't talk about it too much uh, as we were talking horse streets, and wish Keith and, and, and uh, the family well there with, with uh, that, and uh, the dog treats as well. Yeah. Um, Lazy, lazy, lazy Dog la Cookie Company. I was going to say yep, Lazy or, Puppy. But yep, lazy. That's right. Well, they probably are those two. But lazy Dog Cookie Company. That's <laughs> Keith and Amy Augustine. In fact, I'm going to see them today. They want to join us for the uh, the toast at the end of the races right. today. So we'll we'll have them with us. And the, the horse streets have gone so, so well. Um, they're coming out with two new flavors. And it was fun to be on here with Keith. That was yeah, awesome. And, and the horse streets help benefit TRF as well. Um, but the first uh, visit, I had you talk about it a little bit. Maybe not so much with Keith. But while I have you in here, once again, uh, give us the mission of the TRF. Well, it is always a pleasure to do that. So the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation is the oldest and largest charity in the United States that is dedicated to the welfare of retired thoroughbred racehorses. So we take care of those who can no longer compete on the racetrack and save them from possible neglect, abuse, or slaughter, which is a, a tough thing, but we are the, we're the safety net. We take those that cannot do another career when their racing career is done, or, and more and more often it's this, that when they have aged out of their second or third career, that we are that safe place where they will live for the rest of their days um, in sanctuary with us. And we are honored to be the oldest and grateful to be the largest thanks to the support of our amazing donors, but we're most grateful that we're not the only one. Uh, it is an entire community of, of organizations and we are we are the biggest, but we, we love what we do. We love them old and broken, a little bit like some of us sitting <laughs> on this set today. <laughs> and and, and uh, one of the reasons I, I have you in often is it's a Saratoga-based organization as well. Yeah, 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 it is. We are based right here in Saratoga. We were founded in New York. New Yorkers should all be very proud to be a part of this aftercare movement. And our first horse stepped off the van. It will now be 40 years next year that our horse, first horse arrived. And he arrived at the Wallkill Correctional Facility. So that's the second part of our story is that by taking care of these horses and giving them these happy, happily ever and ever after stories, We've also done this unique twist where we found a place to put them in correctional facilities. So we're now in eight correctional facilities around the United States. The first one was at Wallkill, New York. We had last year added one out western New York. I'm actually driving there on Saturday to Attica. Um, and we expect by the time I join you on set next year that we'll have our third Second Chances program in the state of New York, just about an hour north of here in Washington County. We're very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, part so of the uh, video I did out at the, the uh, barbecue, Kelsey, oh, uh, who is the manager at Wallkill, mentioned uh, maybe right yeah. locally we'll, yeah. we'll have one of those. And again, it, it's great. Helps the horses, helps the humans. So uh, we certainly applaud that. Uh, as I say, uh, this year in the Times Union, uh, we had weekend bankrolls uh, on behalf of various charities. Some other charities are going to make some money as well. Uh, some of the other OTV people were playing those charities, but as I had the TRF about a month ago, uh, we made a little money, and then this past Saturday made a little money as well. And since it was last Saturday, I thought we would we would bring out the big check. I will say, last <laughs> Saturday, I got photoed out of a pick three that would have made it much nicer, but it's still, you know, we're not going to knock it. It's still over $400 uh, for the big check. Uh, going to the TRF, so oh, we present you with uh, from on behalf of Capital OTB 433 plus uh, to the Thoroughbred Retirement Foundation. Thank you so much, Seth. I always say I'm very grateful that the horses cannot do two things. They can't speak, so they can't say please, and they can't say thank you. So I will say on their behalf, thank you, thank you, thank you for this great gift and for the awareness that you bring to the work we do. Happy thank to you. do it. And again, on behalf of Capital OTB, a nice little, and you can take this right to the bank. Oh, yeah. They love, they love it when I walk in with this. And I carry this around this town sometimes, and I get a lot of questions. <laughs>
so again, uh, Tim, it's been a lot of fun, uh, the, the visits we've had and just seeing you around the track and whatnot. Um, take advantage of some social activities with Kim and Bob. Bob, Kim's husband, is a buyer speed figure maker and, uh, I'm assuming he spent some time with Andy this week, right? Yes, Andy yes, Byer was he in was in town all week, and yeah. we uh, we were in touch with him throughout the week. It was always nice. It's it's amazing to us. We still pinch ourselves, just so those who are watching. I still pinch myself that I get to sit here and do this with you, having been friends for a long time, but fans for a lot longer, um, to be able to be a part of this community. And Bobby working for Andy is, like, truly a dream come true. So it's a great community. We're awfully glad to be a part of it, and this is a fun way I, to finish it up today. I remember when, <laughs> when it was you were here, you guys were here for like a week. Okay. Rented a house, and now here, and you're at TRF, and Bobby's <laughs> making uh, speed figures and a contest player as well. He's been out uh, and participated in the NHC. So, uh, yeah, it's all been a lot of fun, certainly. It's been a lot of fun this year with the visits. It's been a lot of fun today as well. Uh, we will send you out, but I'll see you later over on the front side oh, and beyond. You will see Looking us. Looking forward to it. And, uh Again, congratulations to you and, and the TRF on the good work you do in the 40th anniversary. Oh, and I, I, the part of the, the barbecue, uh, oh, thanks, Dino. Put up the website oh. there. Check it out. Oh, uh, and if you'd like you. to donate, uh, you yeah. can go right to the website and do that. But part of the uh, the video, uh, Paul Tonko had a nice proclamation as well, recognizing he, the 40 years he and whatnot. Did. That was we are, nice. We are so lucky. And that's where, if I, not that I need the last word, but I will say that with this opportunity today, the thanks that we feel are overwhelming. Our gratitude to you, Seth, to you, Mick, to the whole team at Capital OTB, Dino. But it is amazing that an organization like ours can last for 40 years and is honestly stronger and better today than we've been at any point in our history. And that is thanks to all of those who are watching, who care, and who decide to take some action, whatever that may be, your time, your treasure, or your talent. We welcome them all for the horses. So we are very grateful for today and for all that we look forward to next year. That was well said. I'd like to make that the exclamation point and end it. But, but you brought up a great point. Talk a little bit about people volunteering because I know you have people yeah. that do that, oh do that. And, and, and if people go to the website can they find out more about that or yes. make, make contact if they think hey I like and you've mentioned it before you don't even have to be a horse person because no. there are other ways to volunteer as well yeah no I have to say that we want we mostly need our volunteers to talk um, so that's why my voice is kind of hoarse um, so yes volunteers are always welcome serve the herd the herd we serve welcomes all with whatever talent you have and it can be writing thank you notes it can be sitting at our booth like we'll have volunteers there to, um, no, they were there last yesterday. There are so many ways to be involved, and if you are interested and passionate about horses, that's really the only requirement, is that if you are willing to share that story, we will put you to work, and it could be as cleaning horseshoes or mailing envelopes, you never know. Uh, my girlfriend, Elisa, is the ultimate volunteer. She, she can tell you all the things. So just reach out on our website. There is a page, uh, trfinc.org slash volunteer, and welcome. We welcome all. And uh, you know, a great way to meet people and make new friends, too, because I can vouch for the entire crew. Uh, it's a great bunch of people. Ken, appreciate the visit. And uh, as I say, I'll see you on the front side. See ya. Thanks. All right. We'll take another break when we come back. Just uh, we'll look at some races and recap the meet a little bit and give some thanks out and whatnot. So stay tuned. We'll wrap it all up in just a moment. Back in a few with Racing Across America on Closing Day at Saratoga. Just watch the races when you can be in the middle of the action. 
For nearly 20 years, Bonaventure Stables' share-based ownership program has made thoroughbred ownership affordable for the everyday fan. Ownerships of 5 and 10% are now available on a nice selection of horses. As a partial owner with Bonaventure Stables, you'll enjoy all the benefits afforded every owner. Visit with your horse in the private stable area. Greet the trainers and jockeys in the paddock. And when your horse wins, savor the moment in the winner's circle at Saratoga, Belmont, Aqueduct, or wherever you bring home the prize. Based in historic Saratoga Springs, Bonaventure Stables has been training winners and creating memories since 2005. Learn more, see available horses, and meet our team at BonaventureStables.com. Welcome back to Racing Across America, Labor Day, Monday, closing day, uh, yeah, 10 months or so before uh, we get back here, uh, so boo-hoo, we're all a little melancholy, but, and, and uh, I know it's different for people who maybe come once or twice uh, a week, or once or twice a meet, but for those of us who are up here every day, uh, it, it's, the last day comes, and I was ready to kind of step back and take a little bit of a break, but it's so much fun up here, and, and, um, the, the last few days, you know, after a, a rough start, uh, weather-wise and beyond, this last uh, four or five days has just been gorgeous. Racing has been great. The weather's been great. So this is uh, the last few days we have seen Saratoga as Saratoga. I will touch on, um, because, I, you know, I can't do a recap of the meet without mentioning, you know, the two New York Thunder and Maple Leaf Mel, which, and we've talked about it the sun, yesterday on the Sunday show and last week as well. Um, tough situation for everybody. Uh, and I, as big a fan and as involved in the game as you can get, and both of those days where I got punched and made you stop, step back and, and wonder. And, and I have talked uh, with people over the past few weeks, you know, what what can we do? What should we do? And I think that it's a, a worthwhile conversation, and I think people are uh, looking at uh, possibilities. There have been changes made already up here in protocols and whatnot. Um, we look to make this sport as safe as it can be. I will reiterate once again, I'm back here on the backstretch and, and meeting up with the people who take care of the horses and know quite a few of them personally and, and well. And they love the horses, and, and so they want the best for the horses. Um, and we strive to make the horse uh, this sport as safe as possible for horses and humans, and that will continue. So let, let's keep that in mind. Again, it was a little bit of a gut punch for a couple of, uh, of races there. Um, where we all had to kind of reflect a little bit, but again, there's a lot of there. There was far more good in the sport uh, than than otherwise, and so uh, we have to to remember that and and look at what's happened, improve, move forward. So again, have to recognize that situation. But there was also a lot of great racing up here, as there typically is every summer. I wanted to touch on some of that here on the final show and one of them i had to look at <laughs> i knew i had kind of put the rundown uh together already for uh today when they ran the, the spin away yesterday and i thought well i gotta put bright work as <laughs> one of those bright work uh, goes off a three to one at 45 cents to the dollar dollar ways and means off the spectacular debut for um, chad brown and Klarovich, uh 45 cents at a dollar favorite again 
and it it's a highlight of the meet because of a good performance, but also the two horses you wanted slugging it out. And there you can see the Klarovich colors, ways and means coming up to challenge Brightwork, but she would not let that one go by, and and just gets it done uh, in the you know the. Um, Fourth start of the career, the third stakes win for Bright Work. She'd won the debut at Keeneland uh, very nicely, then had a, a, a stakes win in the debutante at Ellis, came up to uh, Saratoga and really impressed in the Adirondack. And then in a just a really salty, nice field in the spinaway yesterday. Again, it winds up to be just what you want. The two horses that are taking the action, are getting the conversation. Top of the stretch, they're going to have the, the duel and bright work manages to uh, hold off Waste and Means. That said, it was only the second start of Waste and Means coming out of a maiden breaker, a debut maiden breaker, stepping into uh, um, grade one stakes company. It's a tough ask, and she ran well. So both of those horses will be interesting watching going forward, how will they take to two turns and whatnot. But that was a highlight of me. Bright work in particular with the win, but uh, some of the highlights to me are also those when you when you have a couple or more that you're talking about in a race and it plays out down the stretch with those horses. And so that was certainly one of those. Also wanted to uh, pull up uh, another notable performance or a couple of performances. Want to take a look at the four-star Dave, and it's going to be number six, Casa Creed, uh, the veteran Casa Creed, um, seven years old and uh, wins for the second time at the meet, had won uh, the, the stakes race earlier. And when he won the earlier stakes race early in the meet, um, Bill Mott said in the winner's circle, you know, we, we kind of were looking at the four-star day, and we are going to kind of hold off until that. But he was knocking down the barn, so they win the early stakes race, and then they come back and get their goal. You can see there Casa Creed running down uh, Annapolis late. Um, as the second choice, Annapolis went off as the favorite. Casa Creed uh, got it done. Um, and it played out. Those were the two. You wanted them, and they duked it out down the stretch, and Casa Creed got it done. The next day, I had the, the second uh, Sunday morning visit from Lee Einsider. Lee's, Lee's great. Always fun to root for Lee. Uh, fun guy, good guy, good for the sport, and I uh, have his Casa Creed uh, get it done twice up here, including, again, in the grade one uh, four-star day. Highlight of the meet, certainly. Also wanted to pull up, uh, coming back off a long layoff, um, Nest hadn't been seen since last November. Nest comes back in the shoe V. I like Clarier uh, in here, and Nest just dusts her. Now, it was a short field, and Nest maybe had a little bit of an advantage getting the jump, uh, but Nest is going to be the number two horse in the shoe V and uh, win by a couple of lengths. Clarier is going to be 10 clear of the third-place finisher. But that off the layoff, this comebacker was very impressive for Nest. And, again, one of the notable performances at the meet, certainly. And, and again, I will reiterate, playing into that, you know, to, to match up with a horse like Clarier, who's raced and raced well already this season and come back from a layoff and do it. Now, subsequently, they both disappointed a little bit in the personal ensign when idiomatic upset things. But that doesn't take away from the fact that in the shoe V, one of the performances of the meet was Nest on the comeback. Another horse that kind of made a little noise for himself on the resume uh, up here at Saratoga, and always annually one of the big races up at Saratoga, is the Whitney. A million dollars up for grabs in a grade one event. 
Cody's Wish, the story horse, 45 cents of the dollar favorite. Cody's Wish, unfortunately, disappoints a little bit running third. But winning off and winning off by daylight in the Whitney this year was way to Barrio. Uh, Rick Dutrow, now the trainer. So Rick Dutrow, who just kind of got back in the game after the very long, what, 10-year suspension. He'd only been back in it for, you know, a few months now. And a million-dollar grade one at Saratoga. He gets it done and gets it done in fine fashion with Way to Barry. You can see here, he just runs away from this field. Very, very impressive performance. Irad Ortiz on board getting it done for, uh, again, Rick Dutrow in the Whitney. Another nice performance on the day. The game plan, it sounds like, for uh, Way to Barrio uh, will be to uh, head out to uh, – Santa Anita uh, almost as soon as it opens. I, I think in another week or two maybe uh, Santa Anita will open for horses to arrive and I think Rick Dutor is playing to send as early as he can and just kind of work over that track and work into uh, the Breeders' Cup Classic with White Barrio. One more I wanted to uh, show because obviously it's annually the highlight of the meet, the exclamation point for the meet, the Travers um, and it stood the chance of helping to define a three-year-old class that has mostly been undefined. You had the three separate winners from the uh, Triple Crown races this year. You had last year's two-year-old champion in Forte. Um, Archangelo does it. And because he does it and does it very nicely uh, for Jenna Antonucci, Archangelo, the number two horse, um, steps to the front of the three-year-old class. I mean, there's no denying because of who is behind him. He beat the uh, the winners of the other uh, two uh, Triple Crown races, the the Derby and the Preakness. He won the Belmont, so now he has the Belmont and the Travers on the resume. And having beaten those other horses, Forte also in his wake uh, last week. Uh, Archangelo, top of the class, top of the class currently, and a, a nice performance and a nice Travers. Uh, subsequently, I've said it a few times in the post-race press conference, it was interesting to hear Jenna Antonucci, who I was skeptical on the layoff from Belmont to Travers. Birdstone did it with a little bit of a longer layoff uh, going back a few years, so it was doable, but I was a little bit skeptical. But Jenna Antonucci, and I wasn't alone, and Jenna Antonucci said, you know, the naysayers who uh, didn't believe in the layoff, they just propelled me forward and made me try harder. So congratulations to Jenna and uh, the team getting it done with Archangelo. Javier Castellano was also notable. He said, last year I didn't even ride here on Travers Day. I couldn't get a mount, so I was down at Monmouth on Travers Day. Two years ago, he had one mount in a maiden uh, race on Travers Day, and this year certainly having won the two Triple Crown races on different horses, and then uh, getting his seventh Travers. That added a story uh, to uh, Javier Castellano uh, and uh, his great 2023, but that seventh uh, Travers victory, a nice record there. That Again, I said it earlier when Linda was in here, the human stories up at Saratoga can be just as fun as uh, the horse performances, and Javier Castellano with the seventh uh, Travers is one of those. Once again, uh, mention it when Linda was in here, um, trainer's battle is going to be a lot of fun. Entered, we'll see after scratches, but entered, both Chad Brown and Linda have ten horses entered, uh, Linda, I think Linda was four behind yesterday, and with her day, she closed it to a two-win gap. So Chad Brown with 35, Linda Rice with 33. We'll see how it plays out. We should know th three, four races in how this is likely to, to play. 
but the trainer battle will be intriguing uh, this afternoon. Jockey race is sewn up. I, I guess we're looking to see if maybe Irad can approach the record. I think the record is 66 for Ramon. Irad has 62 after today. He is well clear of his brother, um, who has 36, Jose Ortiz, uh, Manny Franco, 35, Tyler Gaffleon. 34. On the trainer side, it is Chad with 35, Linda Rice with 33, Todd has 28, Bill Mott and Christoph Clement tied with uh, 17. I wrote it. I had to put stats in for uh, the, the uh, Times Union uh, every day. And on the stat side of things, um, I don't have my page here readily. Um, but uh, Maybe, no, I, unfortunately, I printed the wrong page, I think. But I was going to make the comment that uh, most improved, I said, in the Times Union. And I think I have it right that um, Tyler Gaffleone ended last year. Uh, ah, here we are. There's the page I wanted. Tyler Gaffleone ended last year. I, I, that's what I was going to say, 17 wins. Uh, coming into today, 34 so if you're looking for most improved, he's sitting fourth on the list. But if you're looking for most improved, Tyler Gaffleon from last year to this year, having a really, really solid uh, 2023, having doubled his total uh, from last year. So give him a lot of credit on a, a nice performance year to year up here at Saratoga. Um, some trainers doing similar uh, work, having improved. Rudy is probably the notable there. Um, let me see if I can quickly pull up those numbers. Um, Last year, last year, I have to go down a little bit for Rudy. Last year, Rudy had three winners uh, up here. And this year, uh, Rudy is sitting with 10. So he's better than tripled his performance uh, from last year. And he was notable uh, last year because he's not a low-percentage guy. And so he had a slow Saratoga last year, but rebounded as expected this year. But again, on the uh, top side of things, Linda Rice, Chad Brown, going to duke it out for the trainer bat battle a little bit later today looking forward to it as it will be a fun day with a couple of stakes races we heard linda talking about pioneering spirit in the brew that's going to be fun but i think the hopeful this afternoon is going to be a lot of fun it's a big field and i think you can make cases for many many horses in there so looking forward to that as well all right we'll take one more break when we come back we'll send out our thank yous close it up turn off the lights and head out for 2023 on the morning programming, but we'll take uh, one more break. Before we do that, I'll be back in just a couple. Stay tuned. Capital OTB is now streaming live on Roku. The RTN Racing Channel on Roku lets you watch OTB TV live through your Roku device or your Amazon Fire Stick, rather than being limited to computers and mobile devices, which means you can now watch OTB live wherever you are. Simply open Roku, scroll to find the RTN channel, then click on OTB TV. OTB TV on Roku. Try it now. The Clubhouse Racebook is the Capital Region's new home for racing and sports. 25,000 square feet of Vegas-style action with live wagering on the best horse racing from around the world. 260 flat-screen televisions and state-of-the-art wagering terminals. So don't miss out. The fun is only minutes away at 711 Central Avenue, Albany, just off exit 5 of I-90. And don't forget, if you can't make it to the Clubhouse, you can always wager online 24-7 at CapitalOTV.com. Come on. 
I want sales reports on my desk by Monday. Whoops. My bad. Love racing? RTN brings you every live simulcast on your home television, plus live video streaming and race replays on your PC and mobile devices. To order, visit RTN.TV. RTN, a breed apart. Welcome back. All right, let's wrap it up for uh, 2023. Um, it's been fun in here, and, and I'll, I'll name some of the folks, but, uh, you know, we averaged probably three guests a day over 40 days, so there's well over 100 folks who have been in here next to me over the past uh, 40 days, so I can't name all of them, but certainly uh, top of the list, um, I'll thank our regulars in here. On Wednesdays, it's uh, the Saratoga Special guys, uh, Sean and Joe Clancy and Tom Law. They were great. Really appreciate their coming in, giving insights. On Wednesdays, uh, with their background, uh, having worked the uh, Steeplechase Times and whatnot, Sean being a Steeplechase jockey. And Sean, congratulations to him winning the Jonathan Shepard, a grade one as an owner. Uh, he gets the grade one victory. But uh, Joe and Sean Clancy and Tom Law appreciate their stopping by. Nolan Clancy substituted one day and did a, a fine job as well. And then the other day we had in uh, the the vet and the rookie on the uh, the intern side of things uh, for the uh, Saratoga Special. Terry and Alec uh, appreciated their stopping by as well. But thanks to the, the guys at the Special for their Wednesday visits. Thursdays with the Daily Racing Forum, Mike Welch and Dave Grenick, they always give great info and great insights. They're watching the workouts. They're out here on the backstretch. And so in preview and review of, of races uh, on Thursdays, they've done a great job and, and been for multiple years now. Uh, we appreciate their stopping by. And don't forget, we always tout when they're in here, the workout reports, which were a great asset to handicapping again this year up at Saratoga. But as Mike told us, uh, plan to continue uh, through uh, at least the early part and maybe the entire uh, Belmont and Aqueduct meet. So if you can continue to get those great workout reports from the DRF team, go to DRF.com. But thanks to them for their uh, Thursday visits. Uh, otherwise, you know, it's just we, we had a great lineup. And, again, way too many to mention. But uh, Dan Collins uh, from Bonaventure Stable, uh, the partnership that is also a sponsor. We appreciate Dan stopping in. We had some of the par- number of the partnerships stop by. Uh, the America's Pastime guys, they're always a lot of fun. Locally-based partnership. Uh, West Point, we had a, you know, Jason Blewett and, Tommy Bellhouse and Terry Finley in from uh, West Point. Uh, Rich Cristiano and Matt Cuter from Adelphi. Um, and, you know, we always tout, if you're thinking about becoming a, a partner in a horse and getting involved on that side, you can visit these partnership websites and, and learn more because there are all types of different levels to uh, buy in and, and enjoy, and they all have different philosophies and whatnot. But, and that's part of the reason we bring them in, but they're also obviously big fans of the game as well as they as the van is taking some horse uh, down to down to uh, home in New York, there was a big whinny out the window there, and it's that time of year. The vans have been heading out the last few days. Um, but again, thanks to the folks from the various partnerships who stopped in. Uh, Lisa Lazarus from uh, Heisa, Tom Rooney from the NTRA. Always fun to get the the industry folks in here. They typically come in uh, in. Uh, in conjunction with uh, the, the Jockey Club Roundtable or the Racing and Gaming Conference, but we had both of them in here talking industry issues. That was a lot of fun. Trainers, we had Brad Cox in just a couple days ago. Norm Cassie was in. John Ortiz, 
who had bright work yesterday, but we had him in uh, a couple of weeks ago as well. Always fun to talk to Marshall Graham, who is a player, an owner, and a guy who, who parses out the numbers. If you follow his Twitter feed, he's fun to follow because uh, very insightful, and it's always fun to talk to him. I talked to Marshall for about a half an hour. I could have gone on for three times as long with Marshall, but uh, we'll do that again next year. He's always fun to talk to. Frank Miramati, fun to have him in, and congratulations to Frank on a really great inaugural season uh, up here at Saratoga. Frank, great job. Uh, Rudy Rodriguez was in. That was fun, as they say. He rebounded after a, a, a strangely uh, cold season up here at Saratoga last year, but he got back to Rudy numbers uh, this year up here. It was fun to have him. And Richard Migliori, always great to have him in and hear some stories uh, from Richie. Oh, Lee Einsteiler had him in twice after both Casa Creed wins. As I say, Lee's great for the game. He's fun and um, just uh, – to have him have a horse like Casa Creed is, is apt, and so it's fun to have Lee in a couple of times talking about those great performances. HHH Racing Podcast Crew, uh, our friend Howard Kravitz and company, <coughs> again, tout the HHH Racing Podcast. They're fun to listen to. Uh, they have a few podcasts every week. I'm often handicapping at night and have YouTube on. Uh, behind me, and you can find them on YouTube, and I'll, I'll listen to them. Uh, but they were all in town, and I'll sat here uh, one morning, and that was a lot of fun. Got good feedback uh, there. Uh, going down my list, as I said, I'm not going to hit everybody, but I just uh, picked some of the highlights out. And we appreciate everybody who took the time to come in. It's busy up here at Saratoga. So to get trainers and or jockey side of thing, we had Tyler Gaffleone in, um, as I say. These guys are out here working horses in the morning, and then they have to, you know, usually go home and shower and come back in the afternoon. So we really appreciate when the trainers and the jockeys uh, make time. Owners as well. Dean Reeves. We had Dean Reeves in yesterday. A number of other owners as the uh, meet progressed, including Lee and the, the partnership people. So, uh, again, we really appreciate all the guests who took the time to come here. Uh, also want to thank you, the fans. Uh, maybe the most important part of the equation um, I get, I say it every year on the front side, I just get a lot of feedback because over there clearly is our core audience and uh, every day I've probably stopped a dozen times every day for people who uh, say, gee, thanks a lot, we appreciate the show, it's great. People nowadays are not only watching here, but are watching wherever they may be, Long Island or Florida via CapitalOTB.com or on our YouTube channel or via the RTN uh, Roku channel. Uh, we're available in many different places, and people have picked up on that. And I've alerted other people that if you're – because some people say, man, it's great when we come up here. I wish we could watch it at home. And I say, you can watch it at home now. So uh, if you know people like that, spread the word as well, that the YouTube channel is available to stream the morning programming, capitalotv.com or the Roberts uh, channel, RTN, on Roku and some of those other devices. But we appreciate it because I get great feedback, and I try to come here – uh, after days like those and, and say it on the air and, and let the guys uh, in the control room and beyond know. And speaking of that, a couple of years ago I touted, uh, and we got some nice feedback, and I will tout once again, uh, if you like the programming, because I get the feedback and I try to pass it on to these guys, but if you want to take a few minutes and, and write to viewer mail at capitalotv.com or go to Facebook or Twitter, the Capital OTV uh, page on, on Facebook, or tweet out at us at, at Capital OTV, um, and just, you know, if you like the programming, that, again, lets the guys behind the scene uh, know that there are people out there. As I say, I try to pass it on. 
but uh, they certainly would appreciate the feedback if you want to take a few minutes to do that. I would appreciate it as well uh, to get those guys the thanks they deserve. Um, but, it, I, again, I am thanking all of you because it's the, the viewers who make the show what it is. So thanks for watching and thanks for the feedback that I get all season long over here on the front side. Thanks to the advertisers. They make it go. Uh, I mentioned Dan Collins and Bonaventure, uh, DePaula, um, our friends at uh, Dark Horse, uh, Dark Horse Mercantile downtown. We had NTRA on this year as a sponsor. Certainly thanks to the folks at the NTRA uh, as well and beyond. Uh, we thank all of the sponsors. Also important to thank our president, John Sigdor, and the Capital OTV board. They're the ones who kind of give the green light to this work as they have now for what, 30 or 40 years. I mean, I was a fan myself watching the Capital OTV batch rich programming before I got involved. Um, and it's been going on live here from our Clare Court location for decades. And all of that, again, goes to John Signor, the president, and the Capital OTV board who give the, the, give the go, the green light, to being up here each summer. So, again, uh, thanks to them for uh, allowing us to be here and, and serve you with this nice morning program. Where I have said and continue to say to people, all the biggest names in horse racing are a mere golf cart ride away. And so we wind up with a, a really nice lineup year in and year out. So, again, thanks to uh, the folks up the chain at Capital OTB. Uh, thanks to uh, my co-host here throughout the meet, uh, Anthony Mormino on the Handicapper Support Sunday mornings. Steve Bick, always a lot of fun. Uh, loose on the lead on Sundays. and So thanks to my co-hosts in here throughout the meet. Uh, and thanks, very importantly, to uh, our guys uh, in the control room up here and uh, down in Albany as well. Up here, Dino Cantonacci and Mick Richards doing a great job uh, keeping us going. Mick is up here early in the morning every day. He's been doing the, uh, the workouts, and then Dino's been in the control room uh, as well. So we thank Dino uh, Cantonacci, Mick Richards up here. Dan Hayes down in the control room uh, down at uh, our studio in the clubhouse race book. So, Dan, great job down there. And we added Anthony Probst. Uh, he's new. But he was up here actually directing a few times. So, Anthony, appreciate your uh, input and uh, contribution as well. But it, it doesn't happen without the guys uh, behind the camera. So we certainly appreciate uh, all of that. And my hearty, heartfelt thanks to uh, everybody involved uh, on that. And I guess I'm thinking that's everybody. So, once again, I really heartfelt thanks to you. And, of course, we couldn't do it without Seth Merrill. <laughs> I appreciate Mick Richards in there. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, it's been fun. It always is. 40 days up here, and the whole crew is uh, uh, much appreciated. So, again, uh, thanks to you. Thanks to everybody involved. It's been a great season. Hopefully you've had fun and uh, continue to do so on day 40, the last day. Game plan right now. Be back in for the morning program studio down in Albany on Friday. Uh, we have Kentucky Downs going and Delmar's still going. So uh, still a couple of weeks before we'll come back uh, in New York, but should be a lot of fun uh, in the meantime. So thanks for tuning in. We will turn off the lights and uh, pack everything up, head back down to Albany. Uh, turn out the lights. <laughs> and uh, back in the studio, as I say, on Friday. Have a great day. Cash some tickets. Again, we'll see you at the end of the week uh, from the studio down in Albany. Thanks for tuning in. You've been watching Racing Across America. Racing Across America has been brought to you by 
Pennell's Restaurant, a Saratoga tradition since 1922. 284 Jefferson Street, Saratoga, just minutes from the track. And the Clubhouse Racebook, 711 Central Avenue, Albany. When you can't make it to the track, make it to the Clubhouse Racebook. 